My name's Mark Smith, and tonight I've been joined by Glenn Watkin. Uh, we'll be reviewing the fantastic 3-2 win uh, against Bristol City yesterday uh, afternoon. Um, Glenn, what a game, what an atmosphere. Um, talk us through uh, how you felt the game went overall. Uh, well, first of all, the team selection. Uh, I was quite surprised that home got dropped, um, given the fact, obviously, Clark Sartre wasn't at his best on um, on the Tuesday night v Swansea. So that was interesting. Obviously, Rose came back in. I thought Rose did really well for us. Uh, obviously, Sheaf came back in as, as well, uh, which was an interesting selection. We dominated, really, the first half an hour. Started on the front foot, had a few good chances. Hamer started taking a few pot shots, which we haven't been doing enough. Really going well. Uh, and then we just seem to take a foot off the pedal a bit. I don't know what you think about that, Mark. Do you think we yeah. just flexed up a bit? Yeah, I, I, um, I agree. I thought we started very well. Hayme had a good sh- had, a, had a good shot, um, which keeper sort of powered away in the first couple of minutes of the game. Um, and good yeah, evening. We, 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 I can just just do the, do the chat now. Um, yeah, so yeah, we started on the front foot. Um, but I felt as the half wore on, I actually felt Bristol City were getting were coming back into the game quite quite nicely, um, and the and the penalty was kind of no surprise for me. Um, I think what annoyed me about the first goal was not so much. I mean, obviously Matson, you know, Robinson says in 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 the press conference that you know Matson probably should have gone with his feet to try and tackle him rather than than sort of pulling him back. Um, but I also think you think as the time and space that the Bristol City player has on the left-hand side, you know, is is, is a good good pass, but no one's marking him. He's allowed to play, you know, a, a defence-splitting pass to um, I think it was Martin, their striker. Um, it was the Wingo, it was the Wingo O'Dowd. I think it was the Wingo O'Dowd. O'Dowd, yeah. Made the, made the run, made the run um, from right, yeah. right to left. So yeah. Um, and obviously, once the penalty is given, then you know the referee's got no choice but to, to send off Matson. But I think it was just it was just a bit of a, it was poor defensively, um, and I think possibly Matson could have gone in um, with his feet, maybe a sliding tackle. Um, obviously, he's still it's still risky because you still miss the ball and bring the penalty, but you've got a bit more a bit more chance and opportunity there. What are your thoughts? Just um, I want to ask you guys thoughts at the start of the game. There could have been also another penalty for Bristol City, which wasn't really brought up in the highlights. Um, I'll go with you, Ken. What, what was your thoughts with, on Simon Moore? Yeah, well, on, yeah, no, I don't think he had a penalty. I think the keeper had every right to go for that ball. And I think the keeper got there. I think Moore got there just just about yeah. in time, uh, and then he sort of sort of fell over him as he as he, as he come out. But yeah, the, the keeper got every right to go for that ball, and he got there, I think. Um, yeah. So I don't no, I don't think that was a pen. I think the ref, referee made a good decision on that. I think it was because it was up the end where all the Bristol City fans were. It sounded sounded a bit more, you know, they were moaning, you know, they were shouting about it because they could it was up their end. But uh, no, in my view, I, I think that was a fair challenge. 
Yeah, um, and you're for Glenn. Uh, I thought he got he got the man and he got the ball. I'm not sure in which order they got. Yeah. He definitely got the man because the the player's reaction and he was down for a bit afterwards. It was it was just a worrying trend of just a little bit of uncertainty just crept into the defending. Uh, the interesting thing for me was when I've seen three three penalties given this week this weekend. So the one that Matson's got sent off for, which yes he does took him back. I do think o- Odell goes to ground very easily, but I don't blame him for that. No. So that's red card. Gorquez goes through against Zina against Bristol City. He gets fouled. Yeah. He doesn't even get booked. And then I see the QPR Blackpool game where the Blackpool fullbacks made a similar run to Odell's, clean through, maybe a heavy touch, but then Dieng's, the goalkeeper's cleaned him out with no intention to play the ball. And only got a yellow card. Yeah. So I just I think the inconsistencies is is bizarre. That the fact I cannot understand how the Bristol City player can foul can foul yeah. Yorker out the box and not even get booked. Let, let me I just come in there because I had an incident today in my game because I'm a re- I referee on a Sunday and I had a, an incident with me being the referee and uh, it was very similar. But there was a guy who made a genuine attempt to get the ball. He was the last man, but he made a genuine attempt to get the ball, and that and that's in the rules. Then it's not a red card. It, it, it's a it's a penalty, but not a red card. Um, think with, 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 think with all Madison, those three, Matson aside, the other two, neither of the players have made an attempt to get the ball. That's the, that's what's that's what's frustrating <laughs> me. That yeah. you, not, I can understand like, a genuine challenge, and you give a penalty away. I can understand that, but the other two. The, guy, the one Diang, he's just put his arm out and like clotheslined him in his stomach to stop him going by. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That, that's that's definitely that's just that's, that's just silly. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. But yeah, there is there is that 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 rule which is they sort of changed and it, they changed it really as a, it used to be like last man and you automatically get sent off, whatever. But now it's if you do make a tackle and it's a genuine attempt to get the ball, then uh, they they deem it as like the penalty is enough punishment, sort of thing. Um, you, you know, you won't get sent off. Uh, so that, that, that's the difference. That's that's a tweak, if you like, that the FA made in the rules that they gave to us, and I suppose it's national rules really, it's across the board. Yeah. Um, I just want to bring Vicky in. Welcome to the show, Vicky. Um, what was your thoughts on the first half performance? Did you feel? I mean, we, the, we we felt that we started strongly, but as the half wore on, we kind of um, the performance kind of deteriorated a little bit. I felt as if one or two misplaced passes and players not anticipating the pass. Maybe that's that's how I viewed it anyway. Yeah, because we started really um, promisingly, didn't we? I think with Hamer having a shot early on, um, and really build like came out of the blocks firing well. I thought um, so that seemed quite optimistic. But I think you're right that the, the first half did sort of. Um, dribble away and do a bit of a damp squib. Um, but I thought Bristol were incredibly lucky to go in 1-0 off. I thought that they hadn't um, done much at all in the first half. I mean, so we were the better of two of the two teams and we just hadn't really quite got that final killer ball or killer chance. And um, so I'd, I thought if we'd have got it nil nil that I'd have been optimistic that we could kick on in the second half. and um, But who who knew what was really going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, exactly. Crazy, yeah. crazy afternoon of football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I shall bring Glenn back in. 
I think, obviously, another point that wasn't missed, after we give the penalty away, um, I think Chris Martin has, I can't remember if it's McFadstein or someone, we lose the ball, and Chris Martin has a great chance to make it 2-0. Yes, and yeah. uh, Moore makes a cracking save. Yeah. And I turned to my dad at half-time and said, if there's a team that could lose against 10 men with a goal lead, it's Bristol City, because they yeah. have a history of throwing away games even this season they threw games away um unbelievably unbelievably um on it but the positive i thought was robbins was brave at half time i've criticized yeah. him for his his tactics and substitution i think taking clark salter off who i believe andy turner said is carrying an injury he's got an achilles problem so it's probably the most sensible move switching to the back four with brooke todd kane was absolutely that's the best 45 minutes I've yeah. seen a sub out for Cov for a long time. He just bombed forward, and they just couldn't they couldn't live with us really. And they look, yeah, they look I, like a rabbit in the headlights. Yeah, I think. I mean, we'll talk about the second half in a bit more detail. But the thing, I, I totally agree with you. I thought tactically, he got it absolutely spot on. Um, some would say, well, he's got no choice but to bring on Todd Kane. But I think it's the fact that it's who do you bring off? How do you change it tactically? He brought he moved he moved Todd Kane to the to the wide right. Personally, I think he's a better crossover ball than Dabo. But having said that, I thought Dabo's second half improved, and I thought on the left hand side, I actually thought he would cross the ball quite well. Um, and I just thought, um, I mean, personally at half time, I, I just thought the one of them, one of those games where we just didn't like scoring for me. Um, but second half, we came out and we played really well. I mean, it's a good point you make, Glenn, about the, the save, which could have been 2-0 from, from Martin. It kind of reminded a bit of the Forest game, first game of the season, where Forest took the lead and, and, and Moore makes a really good save as well. And you sometimes forget about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's let's, let's, let's move on to the second half. Um, we get the penalty. Um, Giocares gets fouled. Um, Vicky, what's your thoughts? Could that could could their defender have maybe got a, a card of of either red or yellow? In your view? Um, I don't think for me that wasn't a red card. Um, but I think um, arguably, I mean, this is the trouble, isn't it, with referees? They're just so inconsistent. You don't get the same decisions for the same like incidents week in week out. It's always just different. Um, decision I think that's what frustrates fans the most isn't it that and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll watch another game and probably one of our players will get booked for less and it's just that's what's always frustrating um yeah I mean I didn't think that was a red card incident um so I, th- I think that I think the penalty was was enough really yeah I think I, I think it, I don't think it was red because I think there was enough covering defenders in my opinion yeah. possibly yellow at most um, it wasn't as clear cut as the Matson one, which you know was was a red card. No. Uh, yeah, there was, there was there was two defenders sort of coming back in, weren't there as well? Yeah, which um, was probably another reason why the referee decided that I think the penalty was enough punishment. Yeah, I think it was a fair enough call, but um, I think I think the great thing about Godden is how cool and calm he's under pressure of penalties because you know he he looks he looks to me. When when he when you know what it's like when you watch penalties, being obviously being like you know England football fans and you know the body language, but he's a he's a guy who actually enjoys the responsibility of taking the penalty and the way he put it away, um, low and hard. Okay, the keeper did get a hand to it, but just the power of it, just just put it back in. And how I mean, how impressed are you with got with Godden's contributions since coming back into the side, Glenn? 
I think he's been really good. And with a penalty, he had, he had a long wait because obviously, as soon, I think the goalkeeper booted it like yeah. to the, out out of the out of the well, out of the ground nearly um, on it, and he had a bit of a long wait. But he's his movement, he's he's been really really good, and and his work rate um, on it is I really 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 impressed with him. And he's yes, he's scoring penalties, but he he's he's a good finisher his finishing is, is superb obviously we'll talk about the winning goal later on but it's just and his work rate the thing the thing that impressed me so much second half was the work rate of everybody yeah. everyone put a shift in even like tyler walker who a lot of people said he's a bit lazy he put a shift on they all did they all tried sheaf they were they were just they stood up and be counted if we'd lost that game I would have still applauded them off the pitch because they showed the fight and the and the effort and the passion, which yeah. maybe a bit on Tuesday night there was a lot of huff and puff, but there wasn't the quality. Whereas we we showed the quality uh, on it, and they just couldn't live with us. Uh, and like I say the rabbit, I said the rabbit in the headlights. They didn't put any pressure on the ball. They didn't do the basics right. I mean, mm. I've watched I watched an FA Cup game today with Stratford Town, and they looked a better side than Bristol City did second half. They just they just didn't. I don't even know how they scored the second goal because I think that was the one attack they had. But I'd be really, really worried if, as a fan, of, a fan of them, uh, that they've got some serious problems. They look a mess like we were pre-Mark Robbins yeah. Um, returning. Yeah, I think I think it's a psychological thing. I think when you're when you're sort, of, I mean, you look at Bristol City season; they were one up against. Nottingham Forest at Ashton Gate, and they conceded two goals in in within the 90th minute, and that just shows when those sort of things happen, it's it's it plays in your mind, and you either you know it it, it it tests your character, and I think at the moment, I guess you have to question maybe their character. One thing you can never question is character of our players. I think you know you look at that game, a lot of things went against us. Ten men. Got, uh, you know, we're behind twice in the game, and the way we fought back was incredible. Um, but let's 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 go back to the game and let's go to uh, the goal that Bristol City score uh, to make it two one. Uh, Ken, was there any suspicion of offside from what you saw of it? Um, I think on Martin was he on off the initial shot? Could he be? Could that have been a possible offside decision? Uh, yeah, I mean, possibly. Uh, but but I think. Um, I think it was. It was. It was. If he if he was off, he might have been just level. To be honest, from where I was, I mean. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was. A, it was a. It was a poor. It was a poor goal, really, first to concede, wasn't it? At the end of the day, um, you know, and we had to. Um, fair play to you know. We we got back into the game, and uh, it was just. You can't really. I mean, I, okay, you can fault the goalkeeper, I suppose. It, Robbins did fault the goalkeeper, didn't he? Afterwards, he said on CWR that uh, he was probably, you know, he should have palmed the ball away from the shot. So he didn't, but instead of palming it away, you know, for a corner, he sort of the ball sort of came back out to the other player and he crossed it in, and he deciphered it in, didn't he? In the end of the day, but yeah, it, and we can't, I can't really be too critical of Moore, can we? Because he's been fantastic for us this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can't really criticise him too much. He's going to probably make a little booby now and again. But yeah, if you're looking at it again, it's probably poor from the goalkeeper, but he should have got it away clearly from the shot. But uh, but the lead up to that, I suppose, is the defenders as well. They should have closed him down. They shouldn't have let him shoot. But 
Yeah. We can all look and pick at mistakes, can't we? But uh, yeah, it's a poor goal. But you know, we—I always had that impression. I don't know about you. Even when it got back to, in when they did score two-one, I just had an impression, impression we could score again. You know, yeah. There's going to be goals in it, more goals in this game. I just—I've never, although I was disappointed it went in. You know, that they scored again after after us getting back in the game. I just got the impression, even though we had ten men, that we we could go up and score. We again, because we had so much of the ball in that second half, uh, that that we did look like we were scoring every time we went forward. Yeah, we? yeah. I, I thought I thought though when I watched the game, uh, the previous game against Swansea, the quality at Bristol City is so much is is they're a lot a much poorer side though. Um, and oh, with the yes. players we've got at our disposal, I think we can we can always cause some problems even with ten men. Yeah. Um, Glenn. And it looked it looked it looked like they had you know it looked like if a, if a, somebody from you know independent fan was looking there they they would they would, didn't know they just come into the game second half they would have thought Bristol City had the ten men. Yeah. Uh, the exactly. Way, the yeah. way the game went. Yeah. You know it was uh, it was just that sort of game and we just we just outplayed them in the second half and they didn't couldn't get near us could they? No, exactly, yeah. From uh, bring Glenn back in. Yeah, I just think as soon as it went 2-1, we bossed the next 15 minutes. They didn't have a single chance, I think, in that time. We get level through Callum O'Hare, which is an absolute brilliant finish from him to keep it down with his record of finishing at the moment. Um, he placed it perfectly into the corner. The keeper's never getting there. And we just we steamrolled them. I think they had two chances. I think there was only one which we really worried about. It was late on where Chris Martin fired one wide from about the edge of the box. But yeah, I, I yeah, just I think that. Yeah. it's yeah. like what Ken said. They they looked like they had 10 men. They're paying players probably way more money than some of our lads are on. They don't I, they don't look that good on it. Um, I think the highlight is there, there was a couple of YouTubers there. And there's one, there's one who videoed it from the away end. And every goal that Cov scored, you hear a Bristol City fan go, but they've only got 10 men. And yeah. it just like, we only had 10 men. And we didn't look like we had 10 men. And we just, we moved it. We looked so much better than we have done in the previous weeks. We we moved the ball quicker. We went a bit more back to front, but we stretched the play. And then we got people up, which we haven't been doing a lot. We've been playing too much sideways football. Yeah. And we, we, we just got at them and... And like I say, Todd Kane was, was brilliant um, with it. And I think, let's say, Robin's got the subs right. I think their, their manager made a couple of subs and I don't think, I think it backfired him. I think putting a, another striker on and taking a midfielder off when it was 2-2, just, they just kind of had more space for us to run through. They just yeah. lacked, they lacked, a, they lacked a Liam Kelly, Matty James. They needed someone in the, in the midfield to get hold of the ball and organise it, which, which we surprised them with not many experienced players on the pitch we actually did we got hold of it and Sheaf was Sheaf was brilliant and obviously the build up to the third goal which I'm sure we're going to talk about he does really really well for it yeah Tim I'll bring you back in yeah I, I just thought you know I, I agree with that I think I think Robin's got the sub spot on he made them at the right time giving people enough time to make an influence in the game and even Kelly when he came on you know he just sat in there and allowed you know, allowed the other the midfield players to get up a bit further, and and it was brilliant. I thought it was good tactical. He was spot on with the substitutes, and uh, you know he's got to get a lot of credit for that because we, we I know we criticise him a lot for not using the subs or leaving it too late, if you like, sometimes. But I think I think on Saturday he got it spot on, and 
fair play to him. He changed it all around at half time and he and he made the substitutes at the right time and that was a big, big factor of us winning that game. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And indeed it was that third goal in the uh 92nd minute of the game. Um Vicky, um Liam Kelly uh set it up beautiful, great sort of outside pass to Massey Godden who arrowed it into the bottom corner into the net, shall I say. Um, and I'll tell you one thing, the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. Um, tell us your view of the goal and, you know, what was your what was your uh, view? When that, what was your, you know, did you, could you not believe it when that happened? It was just incredible, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was a cracking goal, really. I mean, Sheaf to Kelly to Godden, the, all, three, all three of them just played the part perfectly. I thought that it was, everything was perfectly weighted. And that wasn't an easy chance really for Gordon, was it? I mean, I think I was slightly worried that once Walker had had his chance a few moments earlier, that was maybe the last chance we'd get. Um, but um, it was such a well-worked move. And I think, I, I don't know, just as the second half went on, it only ever felt like one team was going to, was going to win it. Only one team was really going for it. I mean, if I was a Bristol City fan, I'd have been so extremely disappointed with the complete lack of anything that their players showed. Um, but yeah, and um, then I, I don't really remember much after it went in. There was too much celebrating going on. <laughs> and um, yeah, a, a cracking end to the to the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, from my point of view, from a personal point of view, my, I took my niece to, to her first game, and you know, she she said to me after the game, "I want to come back. I want to come back." And I think that's that's the beauty of, of games like that is the memories it creates for for young for young people who come to football for kids growing up, and that was just a brilliant brilliant game to watch. So it's a new for for the, for the neutral was a great game, not not for me because I was uh, <laughs> well, quite, wait. quite stressful. Yeah, uh, every time they had the ball, I think it's I don't think um, it's the best comeback win of the season for me. The best arguably our best result of the season when you're given the circumstances I wouldn't say it was the best performance of the season but one thing you can never deny with our club is, is the spirit the commitment of the players is second to none and I just think just about they were all hugging each other I mean just the way, yeah. at, at the end of the game the way they were all interacting with each other and you yeah. could just see how much it means and, and to have players that show the same sort of um, feelings that we've got as fans. I, I, there's not many, not many years that I can remember. Like you go up there and you see players turn up and you're disappointed that they're not putting in it because that's all you really want, isn't it? The effort, like the skill and the quality, is a bonus. But what the, the main underlying thing you want is your players to turn up and give as much as we would if we were lucky enough to be on the pitch as fans because that's what we want the club to show, like some desire. And, and this this squad is just doing that in abundance and how much it means to them at the end. And like with Vic running around to celebrate that goal, even though he's been subbed off, just things like that yeah, just make exactly. it really magical at the moment. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just no, so nice. happy. Nice. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah. Glenn, I want to bring you back in. Yeah. I just, I was just going to echo what Vic said. It, 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 it's the, you obviously see the club do all these like videos and stuff and it's just the general atmosphere of the place and, and obviously Matty Godden did one with the press and he said at half, just as they kicked off the second half, he was saying to Callum O'Hare, if we score, we're going to win this game. And it, and I think it's that confidence we have. And I think that I had that confidence Tuesday night. I think if we'd scored again, which unfortunately yeah. we didn't, I think we'd have got something. And it's nice to have that confidence in the team. I think there's been in the past, we go 1-0 down at Coughwood and we go, are we going to get anything out of this? Get out, out of this? We're not. We, we don't. And we believe right till the end. And, and and it's not just we kind of fluked it or we've got a bit lucky. 
we absolutely yeah. stood up and there's a lot of question marks and a lot of people even Fazdeen said after the this one's again we need to go and get a big win and that was a big win it wasn't a big win in terms of score right. that we absolutely thrashed somebody but that shows a good side gets a result there and that's that's we showed that plenty of times in the championship winning season like we were two 0 down at home to Blackpool and got a result they they showed Portsmouth away with nine men and we get a draw there and that proved to be massive it's that momentum and whenever we question them they bounce back and I love that and I think someone said Robbins hasn't lost back-to-back home games since he's come back that's unbelievable yeah. given what we've, we're doing yeah, but yeah, yeah. We, we we were superb and I'd love the scenes at the end um, and obviously there's a lad who's ran across the pitch to get Tyler Walker's shirt got Tyler yeah. Walker's shirt and the stewards are chasing after him and Dabo's just shepherded him off the pitch yeah. and it's just great there's the great vibe and I think, it's hard not to believe in them now. I, I really think if we get to Christmas and we're 40 points-ish, Mark, then why can't we do something? And, no, and that's really. that's a luxury we've got. And we're still, we're still like 18 points clear of the relegation zone. And it's just superb. Well, I don't think to, I don't need to worry about that. We're going to be we're going to be fine this season. I mean, I think we need to be looking up, not looking down. That's just my view. Um, Ken, we'll bring you back in. Yeah, yeah, I disagree with you, really. I think we've got to look up now. We, I don't see any reason why we can't push for the playoffs. Um, I know we haven't quite played every team in the league yet, but we're not far off now. And we've, you know, I just, especially at home, I just think we can win any game at home against anybody. Um, and we certainly give them a game. We haven't been overrun by any team. The only really bad performance I can remember really is the, the game at Luton where we sort of didn't turn up. Um, and that was just a bit of a blip. Any other, every other game we played, really, we've been in it at some stage of the game. Yeah. Um, we haven't really played poorly. You know, we played well for 45 minutes and then maybe poorly in the second half. But you know, apart from the Luton game, I don't think we haven't been out of any game. To be honest, and, we can, and I think we can beat anybody. And there's no reason whatsoever why we can't uh, push for a place in the playoffs from the teams. Uh, I've seen so far in this division. Anybody can beat anybody on the day, and and as we know, anybody can get beat on the day. Like Bournemouth have been beaten by Preston the other week, and West Brom have been beaten before by teams that you know that we've beat. So uh, it's a crazy division, and uh, also I love the Championship because it's very competitive, isn't it? It's much more competitive than the than the Premier League because you just can't predict the results. You know, you just can't do it because you just know, know from week one week to the next who's gonna. You might think who's going to win, but you can't be guaranteed. Yeah, I think I think the thing is, I think um, for me, you know, my slight concern, um, and I don't like to put it in damp or anything, and I think we need to improve. Sometimes our passing can, can let us down. We mm. sometimes make, make wrong decisions, which then we give, we, get, we give possession away. Now, OK, yesterday, you know, Bristol City are not, not a team in any form at all, really. Um, but if we were playing a Bournemouth or a West Brom, I think we would get punished a, bit, a lot more. So that's the only thing I would say. I think we need to be a bit better on the ball. Um, second half was brilliant, but I think first half, I think there were there were patches of the first half. I felt we we got a bit sloppy with possession. Um, I also felt players weren't. I mean, I felt like for example, Hayman was pinging some lovely balls out wide, and 
we weren't anticipating the past. So I think there's just little things like that for me. If I was to say, you know, can, how can we improve? Particularly when you're playing against the Bournemouth's this world. I mean, we've got Sheffield United away next game, which we'll obviously cover uh, nearer the time on next podcast. Um, on a future podcast, should I say. So that's just that's just something I think we have to we have to be aware of. Um, Glenn, I can bring it back in. Just the final thing I wanted to say was the fact that we looked fitter than Bristol City, even with 10 men. I can't yeah. remember who made the comment, whether it was their manager or Mark Robbins said, their legs went. And that, that was, and we just, we ran them into the ground with 10 yeah. men is, is really impressive. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, Sheffield United away. And then we've got a massive three games and we come yeah. out of that with a good return. We could be in an even better place. Yeah. Um, you, one last question <clears throat> to ask of sort of all three of you, what do you think about the t- you know this two-week break now, obviously the international break? Has it come at a good time or not? I think it's come at a good time because we need to rest some people. The only downside is Vic's away. Hopefully we'll know what's going on with Waghorn. Um, it'll give J- JCS, uh, JCS a bit of time to get some treatment and hopefully we've got a couple of reserve games in there that we can get some people minutes under the belt, like yeah. Shipperley, etc., um, Jamie Allen, maybe who we could do with getting some minutes under the belt. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important that we uh, had that. That's what is more important. We had that win going into the international break, had then three points, and uh, go back into the international break with confidence. Um, and I, I personally don't like international breaks. I, I hate them. Could get boring, doesn't it, when there's no football on? But yeah, I mean, from resting the squad sort of thing point of view. It's good to give him, give him a bit of a rest and regroup and, um, you know, but I I just think we've got to try and keep the momentum going and hopefully we will keep the momentum going to the next game against Sheffield United. It's live on telly and it's half 12 kickoff game. So yeah. hopefully yeah. we'll, you know, that, that will give us a big boost going into that game, massive boost, and we've got to keep it going. And, yeah, they'll have a good rest and they'll come back. They'll come back full of confidence, I think. So... Even though, from my part, I'd say, I'd say fans' point of view, I don't think that we like it, but because we're missing the football. Um, but I think from the players' point of view, they'll be uh, thankful of a little bit of a breather. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, like you lose that momentum, but it's always a bit frustrating that you. Like we obviously never had that in the lower leagues because you're just playing week yeah. in, week out. But and so you sort of it's a bit annoying that you lose that momentum after a good result but equally I think it's such a difficult league um, that, that just the little breaks for the players um, will really help they, they, it's been a difficult um, few weeks since the last international break hasn't it with some tough long journeys away um, and so I think yeah from, from that perspective hopefully it'll just allow a few players to recharge the batteries and we can take the confidence from yesterday um, and, and carry on flying hopefully to the side that, that's the hope anyway yeah yeah no exactly yeah I think um, it's it's one of those ones I think I think it's a good opportunity to get hopefully get some players fit obviously um, we'll, we won't have Matson available for the Sheffield United game so uh, Todd Kane uh, hopefully uh, if he's still fit and he's uh, not not broken down in training we'll, we'll start that game um, but I think we're going to you know Sheffield United game with, with, with some confidence now, um, and it's all to play for. I think I think the the, the the takeaway is is that you know 30 points from 17 matches is is absolutely fantastic. Uh, let's just see what happens the rest of the season. If we can if we can just 
maintain um, you know the, these results, then you know we, we'll definitely be nailed on for top six. So all in all, um, great great wins, a great great feeling once again to win so late. Um, I just want to extend pass my thanks to Glenn, Ken, and, and Victoria. We'll, we'll we'll finish off this pod for now. Um, next podcast, we've got an interview with Woody Boland, and we've also got a future interview with Stuart Robson, which we'll um, release later on in the week, and obviously we'll announce it on social media channels. Um, please feel free to comment on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram on on what we've discussed tonight. Any comments is is is, is welcome by everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Play up Sky Blues, and we'll look forward to speak speak to you soon. Thank you.